Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Opinion. Pop Opinions. Episode 91. It's going to say 90 Sun. 90 Sun. Because you drew a sun. I did. Look at you. I like it. I think you subconsciously did it. You think so? Because it rhymes with one? No, I actually don't think you're. Nah. Think you're that. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. I was just doing it because it's been so sunny and nice. A little hot, but sunny and nice. A lot of a lot of hot case. How you doing? I'm okay. I'm so close. Jack, I'm so close to the end of the year. Yeah. So I'm just like feeling a little wired and a little like I have to be really organized next week. Like I have to be really on the ball, right? So for the last week of school? No, because I go away. So like I don't have much time to like pack and I have to have like two different suitcases packed for two different trips and I just have to be organized. So I'm, you know, starting to think of that stuff. How are you? You're working a lot. Yeah, a little. Last week, I was definitely very burnt out. And by like like Monday, I, I had off and I just really relaxed and it still didn't really feel like enough. Yeah. So I know now I'm just on that. I have a couple more weeks until we get to the cottage. And yeah. Canada Day is going to be long, but... You know, it's work, it's money. I'm still applying for trying to get a, I don't want to say a real job because I say that and I'm like, well, I don't mean it as like an offense, but like a job that I went to school for. Yeah. In your field that you are passionate about. You have some really fun headbands. Yes. I like them. Yeah. Shout out to Stefan who's not listening to this, but we got some, we got some headbands and usually we get sports teams where I got this the tie dye one. There's like a, it's like the old... I don't. I, I know you're not supposed to call them Dixie cups, but the old Dixie cup kind of design. Yeah, I, I like them. Yeah, you tried one on, and I'm worried that one of them's gonna go missing. I know it's like that hat too, right? Yeah, the white and orange one. I love that hat that I got dirty. You said. Yeah, just the inside. I think it was if you were, like had like makeup or something. Oh, like I definitely. I had like sun. It's tinted sunscreen. I don't wear like I don't wear anything else but tinted sunscreen. The dog is saying hello. Oh, because there's a package being delivered. Always at this house. Yeah, we really... I feel like we did slow down at one point doing that. Yeah. Not for long. No, no. But between all of us in this house, maybe not dad, but all the other four of us, we are... There are packages a lot. Like, it's it's daily in this house. Some yeah. Somebody's getting something delivered. Which Almost daily. Reminds me that I have to cancel my Amazon Prime soon. Oh, you're going to cancel it? Yeah. And, well... We talked about it that like I'm just gonna like put my stuff on yours, right? Because I was on the student one, and I don't really want to pay a hundred dollars a year. That's fair. Yeah. So you're just gonna put your credit card on my account. Yeah. And when you buy stuff, it goes on your account. My card. <laughs> your whoopsie. Card. I forgot which. Oh my, my god! I couldn't were. flip it over. That's just... okay. Dad'll know because it goes. It's it's linked to our visa, which is on his his visa or on our banking app. So every time I hit that yes to Amazon, I know he's gonna see it. So I'm always like, Ugh, do I want that? Anyways, yeah. Is it worth the Is it yeah. worth the scrutiny? Is it not just the face? It's there's a face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, today we've got our IMCs. I watched Killing Them Softly. You watched Inside, which I feel like it should have a longer title, but it yeah. is the 2020 Bo Burnham. It feels like it's like Inside what? Like Inside... Something. Yeah. 
Just inside. Just inside. Because you can, I will talk about it, but you can make references of what it could be. Inside, yes, physically inside a house or inside his brain or, yeah, right? Like you can, I understand why it's not like. Multiple meanings to inside. Yeah. Uh, And then we have our I Am Deep Dive, Carrie Mulligan and Will Smith. Yeah, Jack wanted to go a little controversial. See, it it is, but I'm I'm leaving I'm leaving this to his work. This yeah. isn't anything about what he's done off screen. No, and I think that's good and I think it'll be a good reminder for me to like remember his work and try and let the other thing go. You know? So it's good. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Uh I am Rock, paper, scissors. Paper, paper scissors, scissors, shoot. shoot. Ooh. He beat me. I'm going to go first because <laughs> I'm going to make myself wait to hear about what you thought about the Bo Burnham special. Okay. So this week I watched 2012's Killing Them Softly, uh, directed by Andrew Dominic. It is three small-time crooks rob a mob-protected illegal gambling operation, which is just a card game, uh, which prompts the mob to send two hitmen to deal with the perpetrators. Okay. Uh, it's based Can on... I just say really quickly, I had not seen this movie. I only picked it based on the cast. Which, fair enough. It's, so it's based on a 1974 novel called Kogan's Trade, which uh, Jackie Kogan is uh, Brad Pitt. We also have James Gandolfini. Sad. R.I.P. Ray Liotta. R.I.P. Uh, Scoot McNary, who I don't know him from. I've never seen him in anything else. He is one of the worst accents i've ever heard oh no well not like i could have just been the character but it was just like impossible to understand there's oh, also I see. uh ben mendelson richard jenkins back-to-back sham- sam shepherd weeks for me um and just another little cherry on top <laughs> this is another weinstein company movie wow we cannot get away from it i feel it. you just keep picking them i don't even realize it but we just can't seem to get away, right? Yeah. Uh, so we're planning a robbery. This is so kind of the the foreground is this robbery and what happens after the background is the 2008 financial collapse and the subsequent presidential election, which Ooh. I thought is pretty cool. Like yeah. it's a cool dichotomy of like what are the most important people in the United States doing and these robbers. Yes. Um. So Ray Liotta, who is like the mobster, he robbed his own card game one time. So this other guy, uh, Squirrel, gets these two guys, which is Ben Mendelsohn and Scoot McNary, to rob the game again because people are thinking, well, would Ray Liotta do it again? Mm. Would he rob his own game again? So they're thinking he'll just get blamed. He'll get whacked. And that'll be the end of the story. Yeah. Ten minutes. It could have been a short movie if that's how it actually happened. Right. Uh, so the first time he robs his own game, he ends up actually admitting it to the group and like no one cares. Oh, like everyone just kind of laughs about it. Cool. Just robbed your friends. But I yeah. guess then if you're playing cards with them. The money's probably getting recirculated at some point. Mm-hmm. So people can't really freak out. Yeah. Accents galore. Scoot McNary. It's like Cockney Boston. Oh, OK. I looked him up he, while you were talking and he's from Argo. He was one of the guys that they had to like rescue out of there. It's the only thing I knew him from. But yeah, I hadn't seen him in anything else. Ben Mendelsohn. I don't know if Ben Mendelsohn's actually Australian, mm-hmm. but like he does have an Australian accent. Okay. It's a movie that's very hard. Like the volume has to be high because like 
not only are they speaking in these accents, a lot of people, oddly enough, are talking softly. Not not just killing them softly. <laughs> um, so when they go to, like, they plan this robbery, it's pretty early on in the movie. It's actually not a long movie either. It's, like, just around an hour and a half, which perfect kind of, it wraps up as a story very well. Um, as they're sitting in the car, they have not even ski masks. It kind of looks like pantyhose that they just kind of put over and like their face is all like squished from it. So it protects their identity. Does it? Like, can you tell? That's funny. You can see their faces, but like you can't see like features like that. Like you probably wouldn't be able to to identify them. He is from Australia. Sorry. Took me a minute. (laughs) Um, and then after they, they have the masks on, they have dishwashing gloves mm-hmm. as like to protect from fingerprints and stuff. Yeah. Not a very, like Ben Mendelsohn, he like steals dog, like purebred dogs. Oh. Like that's his okay. way of his making thing? money. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so very amateur, like they, they also have a sawed off shotgun that's like probably the size of the pencil I'm holding. And he's like holding it like it's a shotgun, but like it's so tiny. Yeah. It has like, again, it only has like, like a shotgun usually has like the two like yeah. spots for Barrels bullets. Whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> eventually, so they like everyone get your hands up, stop what you're doing, whatever, hands on the table. They like are stealing people's money. And Ray Liotta eventually has to say, like, because they're just, like, standing there. They don't know what to do. And he's like, do you want me to get the money? Yeah. And then he ta- Ben Mendelsohn takes him to the back, and he's grabbing it. And he's like, you know, you could you could walk out the front door, and I'll deal with your friend, and no one has to get hurt. They do steal the money. They, like, go around the table. And, like, one guy, because always in these moments, someone, try like, is about to be the hero. He takes his hand off the table and probably is going for a gun. But they catch him in time to go, put your hands on the table, steal everyone's money, run off, and... That's how we kind of get into into the story. Okay. Uh, eventually, Ben Mendelsohn, because he want to say he does heroin. It's mm-hmm. like his thing. They say smack, but I don't know what smack is. Yeah. Um, he, uh, while he's in, he so he goes to Florida to sell these dogs that he has. Like, he's collected a bunch of them. He goes with someone that works with Ray Liotta, like, is a not a minion but like a worker for Mm -hmm. ray liotta and basically tells this guy like oh yeah i robbed this mobster and you know not a big deal and of course tells the wrong person yes um brad pitt so we meet his character pretty late him and uh richard jenkins who richard jenkins is a mobster but his name is driver okay and he like drives around yeah kind of weird uh brad pitt is like jackie kogan who is like the novel was based off of um he does they're talking about uh like brad pitt and richard jenkins are talking about killing like what it's like to kill someone he's like yeah it gets like really personal and like they're like they wet themselves and like cry for their mom and stuff so like it's not really the best experience Mm -hmm. and then he does say um i don't like to be like face to face with someone i like to kill them softly oh so i turned the movie off right all right, your and turn. done. <laughs> there's there's some more to the movie. Um, the second hitman is James Gandolfini, mm-hmm. who should I don't know where it takes place, but James Gandolfini's from New York, and like it sounds like the evolutionary version of Tony Soprano, like his accent, where he's just kind of like louder, but he's still kind of he's like the accent that right, right. goes like this. Um, 
So he's the other hitman, but like is also like getting drunk the whole time. He's like sleeping with escorts mm-hmm. to be I'll say that to be nice. And yeah. like gets in an argument with one and he's like, you know, someone a lot meaner than me would kill you and she's like this girl's confident she's like oh yeah what are you gonna do and he's like nothing yeah she just kind of walks out um we get a like slow mo there's not like an execution but a car pulls up to another car drive-by shooting but it's like in slow motion Mm. the bullets okay and like a bullet goes through like the person's hand and that through their head so they're dead but then just to make it even more overkill the car like they're at a stoplight and the car like slowly moves into the intersection and then like four cars just come and keep like hitting the car oh okay even though the person's already dead dead. the shot um make sure we're we get an hour into the movie and after that shooting it's just like is everything gonna happen in like 10 minutes Mm -hmm. which it does okay we just kind of wrap the story up pretty quickly um we get brad pitt and um, Scoot McNair I don't I always want to say Scooter uh Scoot McNair who's Frankie they have this face off and they're trying to figure out where someone is they're trying to get or Brad Pitt's trying to get information um they like are working together kind of like they're driving to a certain location to go and I could just like go and end up killing someone okay but it's not necessarily part of the plan and then as they're driving off like uh mcnary has to drive brad pitt back to his car and you just can't slow down and he's like well like we have like a few hour drive like slow down or else we're gonna get pulled over and then it's gonna like not work out like yeah he just can't and he's like what do you want to drive so then they switch they switch but they it's i don't know why i've just found this funny so mcnary gets out of the car and like walks to the passenger side but they don't show it but brad pitt just kind of like hops like over the seat yeah like he doesn't get out, out of, the, of car. the car yeah um then that's kind of then there is like a few more things that happen but are just too spoilery to yeah, even mention. Yeah. and then eventually richard jenkins and brad pitt kind of have this final conversation about how much is he going to get paid and he hands them the, they're at this bar he hands them money he's like oh i gotta go to the bathroom and he counts the money he's like yeah this is short like i'm supposed to get this amount of dollars but you gave me this and he's like well, you know, like the economic cl- collapse, the the guy that mm-hmm. usually gets, like the guy that usually does this for me, that's how much he gets. So that's how much I'm giving you. And they have this argument while in the background, uh, Barack Obama is giving his speech after he had been elected. Re-elected? Uh, elected, like the oh, first okay. time. The first time. And Obama is talking about equality and how we're going to grow as a country. And Brad Pitt has this unbelievable final quote to finish the movie and he's referring to obama's speech and he says this guy wants to tell me we're living in a community uh don't make me laugh i'm living in america and in america you're on your own america is not a country it's just a business wow that is fascinating and then he says just fucking pay me Mm. and that's the end of the movie okay do did you like the movie 
I did. It was it was out there. It was okay. a little weird. A little weird. Would but, I like the movie? Yes. You okay. Would, you would really like it. <laughs> like how you're like, it's weird and out there. Yes, you would definitely like it. I think you would just love like the character interactions. I think the accent thing, not that it bothered me. It was just hard to keep up with. I think you would like it. Yeah. Because it is just kind of all over the place. Chaotic. I just, I tried to watch it, but the sound would not work. I don't know how you got sound working. I tried everything. I put it on... Uh, like I put it on a TV and then I like I had to put it through my laptop. So then I had to put a headphone in to actually because it wasn't like I had sound. But in order to like properly hear it, I would have had to have it on like sat like 50 volume. And then there's like shooting and stuff. So oh, like it okay. was going to like be Go, unnecessarily to, loud. Right, right. I couldn't I couldn't have any sound, though. Nothing. I tried it through my laptop on the and into the computer. I tried it on like I tried putting it on my laptop because I was using it through the USB it was on. I don't know. It just wouldn't work. But I don't know if it's because it's like a work laptop, if it's like blocked or something. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm I'm sure if you want to watch it, it's still because I put it on my laptop because I have to use like a converter to be able to watch it. And I still have it on my laptop. So you can watch it if you want. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing it. It just I really I'm intrigued with the cast. So and just I like that kind of stuff. Right. Like the heist kind of mobster ish you know Whoop, it is sorry. definitely the like super bad version of that like it not that it's like overly funny but it almost feels like satirical okay but it is like serious okay it's good all right awesome i watched bo burnham's inside so he's a comedian for people that don't know um he shoots and performs a comedy special over the course of a year all alone no crew no audience during a pandemic um he is i did write this down i didn't write this personally because someone else wrote it but i really like the way it was said it's a master class in comedy and introspection is beautifully bleak hilarious hopeful like that's what they said and I was like I couldn't agree more so he started as a YouTuber in 2005 and during 2016 um stand-up he actually started having panic attacks and he went um years he wouldn't leave the house and then kind of he's like I want to deal with this and get a handle on it and then once he was like okay I feel like I'm ready then the lockdown happened so he started doing this special so he's in this like little room doing his performance and the only way I feel like I can give this justice or give it not justice that it deserves is I wrote down like a little blurb for each um song so it's done in song most of it yeah it's um it's actually visually very appealing even though he is in one room it's pretty it's really well edited and it's really it's funny but it will make you think it deals with heavy topics, but then there's really funny ones in there too. So anyways, so I'm going to go through it. It won't take me long and it's just giving you a little bit. I'm not giving anything away. I'm just giving you guys just a little like snippet for each one. Okay. So the first song is content. It's called, um, and I, this one's just a quote he used because it's kind of your introduction and he's like, sorry, I look like a mess. I booked a haircut, but it got rescheduled, which I feel like was just a good way of saying like, we're in a pandemic like I'm not getting a haircut and he so he starts this special with like his hair is obviously shorter right the next song is called comedy and this one is so we're starting to get a little deeper like the first one was just kind of an intro and then 
and he talks in between these some of these as well it's not just all song and dance type thing it is like talking in between too um but this next one was called comedy and it says the more I look the more I see nothing to joke about which I was the line I found really profound because he's talking like about the people and the planet and just like like is comedy like should we even be laughing anymore and he's kind of like you can see he's going through like he's trying to figure out like is this is this even appropriate anymore should we even be making fun of some things that we are right which is the I'm if I'm thinking of the right song it goes through a key change uh like a key change and he starts talking about like you know white people we've been uh in charge for 400 years yes. maybe we should just shut the fuck up yeah and then it's just like pause and he's like i'm bored and then it kind of goes into this like i'm a different kind of white guy <laughs> right? and yeah. like he talks about like how progressive he is but he does a good job of like he's always been good at like uh dissecting himself even and making fun of himself totally and the way you the evolution which i kind of forget what order which i'm glad you have this of you see the even the ebbs of flows ebbs and flows of totally just like because in i don't know let's say 10 years this will be like a case study of like do you want to know what 2020 was like yeah it was this it was this this is what he went through yeah because the next song is called facetiming with my mom so now it's like it's a real thing that we were all dealing with that we want to stay connected but then we're like always on our phones and then but FaceTiming with my mom it's showing us like this kind of the repetition of lockdown days and like this dichotomy that we deal all deal with was like of our phones like we're trying to stay connected but the older generation like they like versus the younger generation and how different it is so like his mom's like oh I gotta find my glasses or I've gotta you know and she's like really close to the phone and then she's like walking around like she doesn't understand like I can see everything and I can hear everything you're doing like it's just it's just a so that one is funny like we get into like that's a funny part of the pandemic although it does still kind of deal with that older generation younger generation like how we're all dealing with it right Mm -hmm. because she's it's just that one's really funny. And he has the line in there where he's like, um, oh, here's your dad. Talk to him. He's Do- like, hey, hey, bud, how you doing? doing? He's like, I'm doing good. good. And he's like, and that's the deepest, deepest conversation we've ever, ever had. had. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good because you see like he's FaceTime his mom. Clearly he's got some stuff with his dad. Like, you know, so you're picking up on that. Um, how? So the next one is how the world works. And it's with uh, a sock puppet. This this to me is the best song the yeah. best sequence of this. it's funny how many of these i knew from like either tiktok or i don't just heard around like i was like oh my god i actually have heard this one before but how the world works he's got a sock puppet and the sock puppet is supposed to be kind of explaining it to kids and it's about how like first it starts out with like animals and how they everyone needs to work together a bee gets honey from a flower, flower. or a pollen from a flower. flower and then it gives us honey and it goes through all of these animals and then it starts basically just criticizing capitalism and genocide like it goes like you're like on a journey where you're like oh we all need to work together and be collaborative and then it just goes into this like yeah just one of the lines is uh like the police are on the streets to protect the pedophilic corporate elite yeah it's 
yeah, he's um It it is definitely the one where it gives you the biggest curveball where it's yeah, it's the song yeah. like, Oh, is there anything you want to talk about the world? And he's like, Well, I won't say anything you already have and then it just goes into like the school, everything you were taught in school mm-hmm. is based on like what they want you to know. Yes. And not what actual history was. Yes. Yeah. So it really does it's so although he's trying to make it fun with the sock puppet thing and stuff like that, it's it's definitely challenging your brain a little more um this is by far one of my most favorite ones and it's white woman's instagram which i i had showed you had shown me this one so i didn't know it but once i saw it again like coming up and it is the stereotypical white woman's instagram he basically is making fun of it it is the funniest thing i've ever seen because it is a hundred percent true and i don't care if you don't agree, because it is, that is exactly what a white woman's. So he's taking all these photos like, oh, breakfast in the morning. I don't know if this is it, but he's like you know, La- a latte, latte foam art, latte foam art, and like um, taking pictures of graffiti that I don't know. Like it's just, it's so funny. Tiny pumpkins. One, I think my favorite line from that one is. I think he said like a line from Lord of the Rings, yeah. wrongly attributed to Martin Luther King. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really it's that one is so we're now we're kind of in like it gets a little funnier and, you know, he's kind of making fun of that. Um, He is so unpaid intern. It's a shorter song, but he appears as like this talking head and then he starts. It's hard to explain, but then there's like a little screen where he's explaining or he's reenacting and explaining Uh, the video and then another comes on and then they start talking about that video and so yeah it's kind of like it's almost um i want to say like youtuber ish right is what he's making fun of because he's because youtube is a lot of like reacting videos so then he's reacting to the first video is like oh what did you think about this and then he starts reacting to the reaction Reaction. and And reacting to the reaction of the reaction reaction video yeah and he does such a good job because it goes i don't know maybe like five or six levels deep and then it just stops yes because like and he's he said this before he, he did a one of his other stand-up specials he did a song and he was like you know uh a lesser comedian would have done that for two more verses a better comedian wouldn't have done it at all he's like i'm right in the middle (laughs) yeah he's it was really good that was a good one i really liked that one because i just feel you know what i feel with him is he says a lot or he he makes you think and he says a lot without without saying the actual words like he lets you kind of figure it out for yourself yeah like he's you know it's just kind of you could just enjoy it and take it as it is or you can start really like deep diving into the thing like the songs uh then we have bezos and it's jeff bezos who is the ceo of amazon and he's basically how society glorifies the rich and so he's yeah you would know most people would know the song yeah it's probably the one that um the one line where he's he says like fuck their wives drink their blood yeah basically just he can get away with anything he wants anything he wants and we have we just glorify him yeah i have sexting and then i don't have anything there so i don't really it is it's him as a silhouette and he's just kind of describing the situation of sexting kind of similar to the facetiming with my mom yeah where it they're having this communication and like she like they're just sending it through emojis and then it starts to become pictures and she's like she sends a naked picture but then he like sends a picture of his face and she's like well that's not fair yeah then he just like pretends his phone shut off yeah 
Okay. I don't know why I didn't write anything there. That's really funny. Um, and then the next one's called look who's inside again. And it's, um, like how can he's, he's actually like talking and he's saying like, how can you be funny? And like, or he's thinking, how can you be funny in one room and no one's there to help you? He starts apologizing for his past behavior and acknowledging his growth. But then there's like this kind of tone that he's like making fun of celebrities, the ones that have to issue an apology. He's almost like I feel anyway, he was like kind of making fun of those apologies. I say in quotes because are they really apologetic or are they sorry they got caught? You know, so I think he's kind of that like he's so that one's called look who's inside again. Um, this one was really sad. This one was called 30 and it is like kind of a depressed oh, like yeah. monologue and he's about to turn 30. And so it's like August, whatever it was. And he's sitting in this room, just staring at this clock. Like it's not an analog clock. It's a digital clock. And he's just waiting. It says like 1159 and he's, you can tell he's going through some existential crisis stuff about turning 30 and one of his lines, which is why I think he was, is he's like, when I when he was 27, my granddad fought in Vietnam. When I was 27, I built a birdhouse with my mom. <laughs> so he's like, huh, am I, you know, he also, he wanted to have like this comedy special done by the time he was 30. So I think he was like kind of struggling with like, it's not done. Which sometimes it made me think like, sometimes we really put time frames on things. And I think, part of that is good because we're held accountable to that but then part of it is bad because then if we don't hit that mark we're we feel so bad about ourselves and so when I was watching that I was thinking that like it's such an interesting balance in our brain of you know um having deadlines and and working towards something but then being okay if it's not done yeah yeah it's also the because he does very like one of his specials he had a song that was called kill yourself yeah and then right after the song he goes don't kill yourself don't like kill yourself. that's just a part of the song like don't yeah. don't take me seriously in, in this one he has a line and it's uh 2020 i'm 30 uh or no Something, in, in 2030 yeah. i'll be 40, 40 and i'll, I'll kill, kill myself, myself then yeah and then he's, no no don't he kind of did it again he's yeah. like don't actually do that um the next song was called don't want to know and it's kind of the noise of the internet and people's opinions and i found this one really fascinating too because I will never understand why people think it's okay to give their opinions about things on other people's like platforms. Like I don't understand why you care and I don't under like people can't do anything nowadays and you're getting like hate, you know, Meg will say something to me about her YouTube and she'll say, Oh, I can't do that. I know I already know what the hate will be. And it's like, it's so sad. Like you just can't be kind of yourself. And like, if you're, yeah, if you're being a horrible person, sure. But it's I find like people just nitpick now over everything and for some reason feel that their opinions are super important. Um, the next one was called Shit. And it's just the day-to-day life of isolation. Um, all time low. That is about mental health. So now he's getting more so he deals with like that's the thing. He's dealing with like mental health, isolation um politics everything like capitalism like he really does but it's not uh thrown in your face it's a very you have to kind of read between lines and you have to and like sometimes you'll be laughing and sometimes you'll be like whoa that was really hit hard um welcome to the internet so that's our interaction with the digital world i think that is the best overall song right because it is just like 
it immediately shows you what really ca- from the internet it's one search so like the beginning is literally welcome to the internet uh come and take a look uh I actually don't remember what the but it's like would you like to see uh actually no the best line in that whole song is would you like to uh tweet for civil uh or something for civil, civil rights, rights or a racist tweet right yeah like what are you looking for here right uh then we have J- bezos 2 which is just part two he literally just says jeff bezos like over and over um and then it's that funny feeling which is I put reflection on aspects of modern age. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I put. Oh, it sounds really smart, but I don't know. Um, so this one I really loved. All Eyes on Me. This is um, about his panic attacks. And he actually won a Grammy for this song. So, um, which I think is a really important, like, I think a lot of people will see comedians or just anybody and they think they're thriving in life and they, they want to be them. And then he's really putting some realness to things that he has dealt with. And, and it took him years, like years and years to work on himself to be able to do anything again. Right. Um, and then it's goodbye, which is just like kind of a compilation of all the songs, like some of the lines from all the songs. And then he, the last one was called any day now. And it was just reminding us that this, this will end. The pandemic will end and we will all be okay for the most of us, you know, Yeah. That we will get through it, I guess. And it was really good. It was definitely something I could watch multiple times and probably get something new out of it all the time. Like literally once a month, just stick that on and just because he's and it's written. And like I said before, visually, too, it's not just him sitting in a room like it's really well edited. Uses like he has a lot of you could even see a lot of the equipment he has. Like he has a lot of lights and yeah. does like a lot of different stuff to keep you like to keep you engaged. Like the, the content lighting, is engaging. The, the content's really engaging. The lighting, excuse me, the lighting and the um, pictures he puts up on the wall and the way it's all put together. And it's not, it's, it's not, you just feel like you're inside his brain. Like you really do feel like, you know, the ebbs and flows of how we our emotions and how we go through life. And you really feel like you're just part of it. Cause that one of them too, he was so frustrated because something wasn't working and, He's like, oh, okay, take one or from the top or whatever he said. And he was just frustrated because it wasn't working the way he wanted. And then he starts like kicking everything and kind of having a meltdown. And I'm like, yeah, that seems like something that would happen if you have a vision and it's not coming to fruition, you know? It's something that what he experienced in that room, not that nothing is hidden. I'm sure he obviously he couldn't put everything he dealt with in a year into one special, but you see every emotion that he goes through yes yeah which i think was like i say you will laugh you will have probably a few moments of like aha moments you will have existential crisis you will have like you will really go on a journey and it's worth every minute of that journey and then he kind of does a bit of a truman show thing at the end yeah like coming out of the room coming out yeah like he opens it and then it's like a split screen and he's showing like what it was the beginning of the pandemic and then well not really the end but the yeah. end of the special. The end of the special. I know. Yeah, it was really good. I really, really liked it. I, I really a hope. A plus, Jack. I hope he goes on tour, like, doing comedy again. Because I'm pretty sure he says that in the special that he was, like, I was planning. Or he's, like, he, he started doing shows. And then, obviously. Then it was pandemic. Yeah. No. Let's go ahead. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, 
I'm Deep Dive. I am Deep Dive. All right, so Carrie Mulligan, Will Smith. Um, I, I don't know who is going first. If you want to go first. I'll go first because I think it'd be nice to cap off with Will Smith. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay, so Carrie Mulligan, if um, you guys don't know her, she is English actress. Um, I actually didn't know that. I didn't know she was English. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So she hits the scene in 2005 where we see her for the first time in Pride and Prejudice. So, and she's with like Kira Knight. Like she really, like you're going to do it. You're going to go big or go home. Um, so that was her first role. And then in 2005, 2007, she does a lot of series over in England. So I think she's, you know, like quite a few. There was a lot. And not just like one or two. She was on for like five, six, whatever. Like episodes? Yeah. So she does a lot of like TV series. Um, 2009 is when we start really seeing her. Um, And Education is a movie with Peter Sarsgaard and... Sarsgaard. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes I get him and Alex Skarsgård. Skarsgård, Sarsgård. Yeah. Um, so she plays a teenager in nineteen in the nineteen sixty who falls for this older man, and he like kind of wines and dines her, and she's just like this kind of bored high school kid, and then this like older man comes along and shows her the world, takes her to Paris, does this. Anyways, that's where we really kind of see what she's capable of on screen. I feel anyway, and she did get a Oscar nomination for this. Um, she does, so she does that and then she goes to public enemies, which is like a Johnny Depp, um, the feds are trying to take down like notorious gangsters. So she kind of goes like opposite, you know, like more gangstery. Well, she plays, um, she plays, um, oh gosh, now I can't remember. I read it. Now I can't remember. So forget it. Um, then she goes to, uh, brothers, she was in with Jake Gyllenhaal, Tobey Maguire, and Natalie Portman, which we've talked about. So I feel like there she's really making some good choices of like kind of variety of things. Now, this is where we have a three-year mark where she is where I call making her mark. She is in 2010 to 2013. She's in Wall Street with Shia LaBeouf and Michael Douglas. She does Never Let Me Go with Keira Knightley again and Andrew Garfield, which I have not seen. And I was like, that would be of interest to me. Because it is about these three um, kind of like, I guess, a coming of age story. She's in Drive with Ryan Gosling. There she plays like a neighbor. She's in the building or whatever. Uh, Shame. Great movie. It's with Michael Fassbender and he plays the, her brother. Well, the story is about him. And he plays like a sex um, addict. And she plays the sister. And that is a really, it's a really good movie. Uh, Great Gatsby. I mean, just a plus movie. It's so good. It's so visually fun. It's, she is just like magnetic on that screen. And I, I mean, you have her with Leonardo DiCaprio. So she's got some heavy hitters like as her co-stars and whatnot. And then she does uh, Inside Lewin Davis with Os- Oscar Isaac. Another great movie. So I feel like that was her really, like I'm on the scene and I'm just going to do this. Um, then I feel like there's some bit of gaps. I think she's had a couple kids. So I'm thinking like when there's a gap, that's probably where there was like maybe a kid or something. But um, in 2015, she does uh, Far From a Maddening Crowd. And that's about um, uh, she's got like she's like this farmer and she has like these three male prospects and they're all so different. And it just kind of. Show, like what do you want kind of out of life kind of thing and then she does suffragette suffragette 
Suff- suffragette. Suffragette. Yeah, where she's like the protesty girl, and they say she was between there. She it was when I was reading about it, they were saying like her. I think it was Meryl Streep and one other person. They were like, those are the three that have done the best job in representing that time, that era. Um, so the, and then we have a bit of a gap again and we have in 2017, she did Mudbound. Now I haven't seen this movie. It was one I always wanted to see. And I actually kind of, I wouldn't say I got talked out of it, but I was told there was a couple of scenes that would upset me. So, so most likely like animals dying. Or that's something. what I was thinking. Or maybe some assault. Like those would be the two things that I'm thinking would upset me. But I feel like the animal thing would be more to turn you off of a movie. Yeah. So I haven't actually seen the movie, but I'm so I just want to so badly because I I don't know. I just think it's always looked really good. And so I'm going to put it on my list. And one day when I'm feeling it, maybe I can do it. Um, then she goes back with Jake Gyllenhaal and she does a movie called wildlife, uh, which I haven't seen either, which is crazy when I was like, I love this girl. And I was like, well, I have not seen all of her work. So I really need to do my homework. Now this is where this was to me, one of the best movies I've seen in a really, really long time. It really was different and has our Bo Burnham in it, Mm -hmm. which I was like, wow, that is a kismet. Um, it is called promising young woman. It was from 2020. She did get an Oscar nomination and she got a ton of awards for this, um, like BAFTA. Like she got a ton of awards for this um, character. So she plays a, cra- I can't say the word crazy. She plays um, a woman on a mission. She is, she is seeking some vengeance for a friend who was, um, taken advantage of in, well, in an alcoholic induced, induced state. And so she goes to bars and pretends that she is drunk to lure men in. And then she doesn't kill them, but she just, she like kind of makes a point, uh, like she makes them realize like, like how they treat women. Yes. So she's on a, on a mission um, and then she meets Bo Burnham's character and she kind of puts it to the wayside and she kind of starts falling in love. And then there is something that comes about that. She is like, now I can't let it go. But when you see her uh, in this movie, when you see her on screen, literally she could be doing anything. She can be taking a sip of coffee and you, I don't know for me anyway, I just think she's just phenomenal. I just think she shines like on a on the screen like it's like you can feel what she's like you can feel it like whatever she's doing however she's doing it she she does it really well um and then in 2021 she did the dig which is with ray finds where she finds um what do they find a ship no wasn't a ship oh my gosh i can't remember but on her property so it becomes um like a like a thing i don't know i find her to be very uh, I like the roles that she chooses. I feel like she is always mixing it up. I never feel like I see her in the same thing. Um, coming up, so she's filmed two movies called She Said, which is about the Me Too movement, which is basically what started the whole thing was this this author, or no, sorry, journalist, which is who she plays. And there's one, uh, Samantha Morton. So those two. So she said is coming up and Spaceman with Adam Sandler, which is not a comedy. It's um like a sci-fi drama. 
So, and that one looked really interesting too. I don't know when they're coming. I know they're filmed. It says post-production. So I know they're done. And she is currently filming a movie called Maestro, which is a bio flick. And it's uh, Bradley Cooper is the director and stars in it with her. It's about like a couple. I don't know who they were. I was like, I probably should look that up. But, um, and it's kind of their life. It spans over like 27 years or something. So that she's currently filming that right now. So that is Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, that that Adam Sandler one, especially when we've seen when he doesn't do comedy, mm-hmm. that he is an excellent actor. Amazing. Uncut Gems, incredible. Gems. Uncut Gems. That is definitely, because I remember in Brothers, she was like, a very minor character, but yeah. had such a big impact because her husband was over overseas with Tobey Maguire's yeah. character and was yeah. just like, did you see what happened to him? Do you know what happened to him? And almost like she is definitely a big part of like his breakdown. Yes. Yeah. Cause she just is like the way she's asking and I don't know. I just find her to be, yeah, I find her to be one of my, she's definitely one of my favorites. When I know she's going to be in a movie, I'm like, I know I'm going to like it. I've never watched something that she's been in and been like, mm, not a, not great. It's like she has a way of just really drawing you in. So, yeah, Carrie Mulligan, everyone. All right, Will Smith. Nothing, nothing that happened off the screen. It's, again, every, I do put everything into categories. Yes. We don't start off slow with Will Smith. We get the big debut 1990 to 96 fresh prince yes very like onto the scene obviously he had the music career as well before that he does a lot there's a lot of like this is pretty much the only show he's ever done okay there are some other stuff where you know he like he's a producer on the new version like the new it's not called fresh prince it's just called bel-air now Oh, okay um and then there's a lot of shows where he's like himself which i didn't really want to include into this yeah that's fair um so there's 1992, Where the Day Takes You. I'm pretty sure that's the one. Uh, I want to say he plays a homeless person or mm. not, dis- not disabled, but like. Yeah, maybe developmentally delayed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 93, Made in America. And also 93 was in Six Degrees of Separation. Okay. Then we get the early peak. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it the peak, but you could argue that it is. 95, Bad Boys. 96 Independence Day, 97 Men in Black, 98 Enemy of the State. Wow. Remember so, I made you watch Enemy of the State? Yeah. That was that honestly Enemy of the State kind of I don't know if it's a part of that peak. It might be that next category which is the slight dip. I still stand by Enemy of the State. I still think it was a good movie. It just it, hasn't aged well. It didn't age well, sure, but when when I was watching it, it was it was a fun movie. Gene Hackman Come on. <laughs> so maybe Enemy of the State is where our slight dip starts. So that's 98. Uh, Wild Wild West, 99, which, yeah, yeah that's, that's just. No. Uh, and The Legend of Bagger Vance, which is. Uh, Baseball? Golf. Golf. Sure. I'm pretty sure. That's just from the poster. I didn't look into all of the movies. No, but, that's fair. Uh, so then, then we have what I call the peak. So okay. this is from 2001 to 2008. So this is not a short amount of time. Oh one, he does Ali. Okay. Obviously yeah. playing Muhammad Ali. Oh two, Men in Black two. Oh three, Bad Boys two. So it's kind of the um, the sequels. Sequels. Oh four, he's in Jersey Girl, but he's himself, which I included, but just 
kind of weird. Uh, also, O four iRobot and Shark Tale, which mm-hmm. is the voice, voice of the main character. Yeah. Uh, o five is in Hitch. Yeah. Uh, with Kevin James. Oh, six Pursuit of Happiness, which is my personal favorite Will Smith movie. Yeah, it's a beautiful movie. Uh, oh, seven I Am Legend. Oh, eight Hancock. And oh, eight Seven Pounds. Yeah, Seven Pounds is a really interesting movie, too. Have you ever seen that? No. Yeah. It's a really interesting movie because you don't really know what's happening until almost the end of it, but there's some, for some reason, you're super intrigued by the whole thing. Yeah, it's a good movie, actually. Then. Then we get a bit of a gap and we have the what is this period. Mm. Oh, I like it. What is this? Uh, 2012, Ben in Black 3. Uh, 2013, After Earth, which is him and uh, Jaden. And it's awful. Just yeah. Really bad movie. Um, also in 2013 is an Anchorman 2. Oh, yeah. In the big like fight scene that everybody has. Oh, okay. Again, just not a good movie. 14, Winter's Tale. I no. don't, didn't even know what that was. Um, then we have 2015, which I wanted to call this the Oscar Chase era, but it was really just the Oscar Chase year. Okay. 2015, it does Focus and Concussion, mm-hmm. which Concussion was more of the Oscar bait movie. Yeah, for sure. I think that's where they felt they weren't being um, represented. Proper- yeah, properly He's accolades or whatever. Playing a doctor from Africa, I don't remember where exactly, who's trying to fight against the NFL about concussions and kind of trying to make the NFL admit what they're doing. Yes, Which yes. is very wrong, like how they've been treating their athletes. Um, we get another What Is This era. I love it. Uh, 2016 Suicide Squad, which... I don't want to blame him. The movie is bad. He is actually pretty good in it. Okay. Never saw it. It's like Jared Leto plays the Joker, which there's a lot of stories from the set of that where like he sent like used condoms to people like Jared Leto, Mm -hmm. not Will Smith, but like would like berate everyone and would like act like the Joker. Right. A method actor. Mm. Which I, I like that a lot of people call that out for like there's a difference between method acting and what some of these people do inappropriate yeah uh also 2016 collateral beauty which was it was almost like when i like i remember it as it was kind of like the past present future Mm. um like ebenezer scrooge type of story i never saw it uh then we also have to 2017 bright where it was a Netflix movie. It was one of, like, the early Netflix original movies. Oh, okay. And, like, he's a cop, but there's, like, aliens or something. Not very good. Good album, though. It had a lot of music I liked. Um, then he's in uh, 2019 Student of the Year 2, where he does just play himself again. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he's in Aladdin, which I know a lot of people didn't like. Yeah, they, yeah. People did not like that. I don't know. I just, I never watched it because no. to me, what's the point? We already know the story of Aladdin. I think it's cool for a person like Will Smith to be the genie. It's yeah, I was going to say he played the genie, right? I mean, it's, it's an evolutionary version of the story. Sure. Won't replace Robin Williams, though. No. Uh, also, 2019, Gemini Man and Spies in Disguise, which was an animated movie with Tom Holland where Will Smith turns into like a dog or something. Mm. Weird, weird movie. Um, Still a part of it is 2020's Bad Boys for Life. Oh, boy. We just... I, I don't think we needed this. I don't think we needed um, anything after 
one. One was great. Yeah. Two one was, was two was so okay. two was okay. It was with it was with um not Taylioni. Uh who was the girl in it? Is Anyways, it yeah. Taylioni? Taylioni, isn't it? Isn't isn't the second one when the like boyfriend comes to the door? Mm, I don't remember. I just remember Who the fuck's drive, Reggie? Remember them having to drive to like they had to drive something was closing and they had to drive in between it or I don't remember. That's the only thing I remember of that movie. Yeah, Bad Boys for Life though. I just I don't want it's not the washed up version, but it's just not as good as what they were in the mid 90s early 2000s. No, the first one was so fun. It was fire. And then 2021, of course, we have the Oscar win, King Richard, which going back, I don't know if anyone else is thinking this way. When we're talking about the Leo DiCaprio winning for The Revenant, and it's just kind of that, oh, it's the... It's your time. The career accomplishment almost. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many movies in here that I would say, like Concussion was one that, again, a nomination, it it's worth that. Like he, he is that good in that movie. Outside of that, you know, Bad Boys, Men in Black, they're good movies. Popcorn movies, though. But yeah, we're not winning Oscars with these. The only one where I'd say I'd still have to look back at the year and maybe still then he doesn't win, I would say Pursuit of Happiness yeah. would be my movie where I think he would have earned it. Yeah, that was a great movie. Like a really, really well done movie. He's really good in King Richard. He is good. I just think... I know the movie's about the dad. It's just a funny, like what Amy Schumer said, like we finally get these strong, independent women kicking ass in the sports industry and we do a movie about the dad. Like it's just, it's a funny thing to me. And, but the movie is great and he's really good in it. Um, So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Next up for Will Smith. Okay. In 2023, he has a movie called Emancipation. Okay. Don't that's know. it yeah that's all i okay. really have from it um i'm also going to mention a lot of the movies towards the mid to late 2000s he ends up being a producer on most of the movies but i just wanted to mention some of the movies that he's just a producer on yeah 2002 showtime 03 ride or die um 04 the seat filler saving and saving face two different movies um 06 atl mm-hmm. um 08 the Human Contract. Um, well, I had to write really small for the end. Did you I have really bad writing, Jack? I didn't, I didn't Should give, everyone take their drink now? I didn't give everyone... I didn't give myself enough room to write. Secret. Oh, Secret Life of Bees. Oh, great movie. Uh, and Lakeview Terrace. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2010, he did The Karate Kid. Right. Like the one with the sun. Yep. Uh, 2012, This Means War. Mm-hmm very like terrible movie terrible but enjoyable movie yeah like if you want like a yeah it's not even like it's i think it would be disrespectful to call it a popcorn movie like it's not even that no it's it's not even less than that yeah for sure uh 2014 annie Mm -hmm. and in 2020 uh life in a year okay which is the amazon prime one with Jaden and cara delavine oh okay i've never seen it oh really no oh i thought you did watch it i was setting that up for you to be because i remember whoever watched it that i talked to was like yeah it was just really bad i thought he produced and i was trying to look it up as you were doing it. that's what i was doing on my phone not just like texting and stuff but he i watched an amazing amazing show on i believe it was apple called slow horses slow horses frick is that the name of it anyways i looked it up and he's like when you're watching it it says producer will smith 
But when I was just looking up, he wasn't. It wasn't on that list, so I'm confused of what Will Smith it is. But yeah, I was gonna say maybe not that one. It's just funny because I just didn't think they were allowed to have like same names in Hollywood. But anyways, I'm gonna I'm gonna look, dig further into that because I always thought it was Will Smith, and I was like, if he did that show, it's he's making some smart choices. His producing, when I looked it up, had like 53 credits. Like he has a lot of, you know, it's a lot of producing. I would do that if I were in Hollywood. I would love to be a producer. I, I don't really know their job. Like I don't really understand it, but like you're just trying to get the it going, right? I'm sure a lot of it is, I'm sure there's some like financial that you put in to support yeah. the movie. And I'm sure a lot of people would say, can you be a producer on this movie just so we can say we have you? Just for the name. Just for like the Will Smiths, the John Krasinski's. The one person, and I just, uh, to me, it just makes him like the best like pure actor ever is Leo. Like he just never really done that. He's not a producer. I don't think so. That's funny. He's like, no, thank you. No, I'm just going to hang out on my yacht, do a movie every couple of years. Yeah. Make a few, quite a few million every time. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe it's not his thing. He does have a lot of anxiety, he says. So maybe it's just like too much, right? Yeah. Might just be an actor and that's okay. And that is okie dokie. All right. Uh, next week, uh, we're going to be doing IMC Lock and 22 Jump Street. Yes. And then it's the either or TV. TV edition. Yep. So that is for next week. And we still got... Still going to have a few more in the bank to get through to July. Get, to get through. I know. We're both like, uh-oh, trying to figure it out. Trying to line up the schedules is tricky with us, but we will do it. Don't you worry. <laughs> the three people that listen. I'm just kidding. Yeah, come we, on. There's yeah. At least four. Yeah, for sure. I'm one of them. I no. was going to say you are definitely one of them. So maybe No, five. I don't. I don't always listen. I just every now and then if I'm kind of out of podcasts, I'll just throw one on just to see how it's going. But yeah. 22 Jump Street. I'm excited to see the sequel. And it's. I feel like it's been enough time for you to like still remember the first yeah, one. But totally. they're also like not really that connected outside of the characters. Right. Yeah. No, I'm excited. Okay. Right. Right. You got anything else? I got nothing else. All right. But besides that, we will see you next time. Bye.